You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ireland. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're here, championship weekend, AFC-NFC. We'll have two exciting games to decide who gets to Super Bowl 56. we got the Bengals at the Chiefs and the Rams hosting the 49ers. We will break those games down in entirety individually here in our next two shows here as we do matchup Wednesday, matchup Thursday, going back to a very familiar regular season format. Then we'll look at DFS there with our lineup Friday. But here on a Tuesday, we're going to do a little bit something different here. We're going to look at my mock draft. I've actually done nine for Sporting News, so we'll have a lot more, including the last one before the teams go on the clock in the first round in April. So what we're going to do is look at my mock draft, 1 through 32, break down what we think these teams might be thinking to improve themselves from an offensive production standpoint and therefore having better fantasy football assets or some concerns all the teams that are eliminated are. And we'll also give you some mock picks for the teams still live here. But 28 teams are kind of locked into their order here, and uh, some of those teams won't be picking in the first round because a lot of uh, teams have multiple picks here including the Eagles and Giants uh, in very good spot here along with the Jets. So we'll break that down for you on today's show. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available for you on all platforms. All right, let us start with number one overall. That pick belongs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, they drafted Trevor Lawrence last year. They have uh, Travis Etienne who should come back. He was a first-round pick as well late for the Jaguars. So, Etienne should be a big part of their backfield. We'll see about James Robinson. Really tough injury there late in the season. So it could line up for Etienne to have a key role here. We'll see about the receivers. Marvin Jones had a up-and-down first year. I think they might want to go younger. LaVisca Chanel Jr. kind of fell out of favor here. You saw Laquan Treadwell kind of revive his career with the Jaguars late. So maybe some consideration, but I think number one is a little bit too early to go in that direction. You can't go... For offensive skill, I don't think this early now. The consideration for the Jaguars is going to be defense or the best offensive lineman on the board, who would be Evan Neal there of Alabama. The biggest question mark there is should they go there if Cam Robinson played decent last year? Will they re-sign Cam Robinson? Do they have issues with the other parts of their offensive line? Remember, they used a first-round pick on Jawan Taylor as well. There, So he's at the other tackle, so that's what they have to consider, but it's between Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher from Michigan, who I think is a 4-3 type player. So we'll see where the Jaguars defense goes. And Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. So the second pick belongs to the Lions. And then same question mark for the Lions. They do have Amon Ross St. Brown. He had a big breakout year as a rookie late over the last five games. So they've got maybe a go-to guy. they got TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift. Offensive line, they did invest in uh, Pinay Sewell. So... Really, the Lions have to go defense here. They also have a second pick later from the Rams trade involving Matthew Stafford, so some good potential there. But So Hutchinson first out of Michigan to the Jaguars and Thibodeau to the Lions and getting offensive help later. 
Now the Texans do take an offensive player here, Evan Neal. We talked about him and Cam Robertson replacing him potentially as a free agent to be there for the Jaguars, but Laramie Tunsil is very expensive for the Texans, rebuilding team. They could put Evan Neal left tackle, be happy about that. For whoever their quarterback's going to be, Davis Mills is going to get some consideration to start. Maybe they'll trade Deshaun Watson and acquire another first-round pick to make things a little bit more flexible in where they can address that position. But I think it's a bit early for the Texans to go there, especially if they have some feeling that Mills can be an effective player. Number four, the Jets are on the clock multiple times. They're starting at number four. Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback from LSU, he's coming out. Tough end to his career at LSU with injuries and limitations, but he's a special player. He's got a good lineage there with his uh, pedigree tied to the NFL. He's got good size. He's a playmaker. They need someone on the back end to improve that group for Robert Sala. Derek Stingley can be like a Richard Sherman. That's how good he is here with his playmaking ability if he can stay healthy. Number five, the Giants need to upgrade their offensive line for the sake of Daniel Jones. If they're sticking with Daniel Jones, they might think about quarterback here to replace Jones with new coach and general manager on the way, replacing Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman. But they got to upgrade up front. Their center play was not very good with Billy Price. Tyler Linderbaum of Iowa, pretty aggressive, but would not be surprised if the Giants invested a high pick on Linderbaum. Picking next is the Carolina Panthers. Malik Willis is the pick here, the quarterback from Liberty. So, going to be some things occurring here when we look at uh, Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh, Matt Corral there of Ole Miss, you got Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati, Sam Howell of North Carolina. These are the quarterbacks right now at play. I know the quarterback class doesn't seem to have the marquee value of the recent ones, including Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. In the draft there in 2021, but these guys are going to develop as we see them at Senior Bowl, Combine, these type of a pre-draft events. It's going to determine that. So Malik Willis, I think he's what the Panthers want, a dual threat. If they're going to go after a Deshaun Watson type, maybe that would change things here. They'll probably go straight into offense linemen and hope that Evan Neal drops here and uh, shore up that for Watson if they go in that direction. But If they're not going Watson, Malik Willis has a lot of appeal here there as the first quarterback because of his dual threat ability. I think the Panthers need that kind of dynamic threat for their team. And again, I think Willis is going to increase his stock here in the draft process. He's that great of a physical specimen. Number seven is the Giants again. So I like them taking another offensive line, Ikem Ikonwu of North Carolina. He can play right tackle there. You got Andrew Thomas playing well. You get a Stud center, you get a Conwu. Now you're cooking with gas here with Saquon Barkley in the run blocking. Barkley had a decent season given the offense was in shambles. So Barkley, I think people write him off, but he was tough in that tough Giants offense when he didn't really have a passing game late with Daniel Jones hurt, the receivers hurt. But this could be good news for Barkley here in a key season for him going forward. For the Falcons, I like a guy that's going to have some IDP love wherever he goes. Kyle Hamilton, the safety in Notre Dame. He just makes plays. 6'4", 220, get to the quarterback, make some takeaways as well. Number nine gives us another quarterback here that we look at, Matt Corral of Ole Miss to the Broncos. Now, the Broncos are in play, we know, for Aaron Rodgers, maybe for Deshaun Watson, maybe for Russell Wilson. They're quarterback away. This is what cost Vic Fangio his job here. They just didn't have enough quarterback play to carry them through between Teddy Bridgewater early and Drew Locke late. So they got to address quarterback. They got to dive back into the first round. Forget about uh, 
the Paxton Lynch burn from multiple years ago now. So let's just think about the Broncos going after quarterback. So Panthers and Broncos, that's the number one need. I think if a rookie quarterback lands in one of those spaces, there the Panthers set to have Ben McAdoo as their offensive coordinator. So they might be looking at uh, a guy that can get rid of the ball quickly with some athleticism there. So Willis would make sense in that offense. Here, Corral, I think, also having dual threat ability, big arm playmaker. you got to get somebody here to compete better with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in your division. So Matt Corral has that upside here, I think, from Ole Miss. The last player we'll talk about in this segment in our mock draft, the Jets on the clock again. They have this pick from the Seahawks at number 10 from the Jamal Adams trade. They need some pass rush help. They got Derek Tingley Jr. early. We're going to give them George Karlaftis. He's a freaky edge pass rusher from Purdue. A little bit of Greek heritage there, 6'4", 275. Don't want to call him a Greek freak, but he is maybe a sequel to Giannis Antetokounmpo to play for the Jets. So, pass rusher, they need it. They need their version of potentially Nick Bosa in this defense for Robert Sala. So, if you get a Sherman and a Bosa, all of a sudden the Jets defense looks a lot tougher there in 2022. All right, we'll break down my next picks there, 1 through 20, then close with 21 through 32 in our final segment. So, a little bit... Change up from our norm here, but we want to look ahead and we'll do some more mock draft breakdowns as we get closer to teams being on the clock in late April. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the Super Bowl and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new update desktop and mobile website to sign today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. This is our promo code Lockdown to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing. UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, we'll continue breaking down my mock draft up at sportingnews.com. You can check it out in full there. And uh, we're taking a fantasy football look at these teams. Uh, mostly have been eliminated there through number 28. And we know a lot of these picks have changed hands. So, Good thing to look at early with the quarterbacks that we might be talking about soon here as fantasy football factors. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Big announcement, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show podcast is going on the road to L.A. for Super Week. I'll be there, too, with Sporting News. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show today to get the most comprehensive of the big game. It is free and available on all platforms, and you never know, maybe... A certain fantasy football host will be on that show as well. So looking forward to that and uh, maybe hang out with those guys at the Super Bowl. All right, let us continue breaking down my mock draft. We're back to another quarterback at number 11. That would be the Washington football team on the clock at 7-10 and 10 this year. Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh. So it's really deciding between Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, who stands out as... The number one pick, Pickett, could end up there at some point. So, again, these teams at the bottom picking far away from the Panthers, Broncos, and Washington. That includes these Steelers and Saints. It's going to be hard to get the, the team quarterback that you're desiring here. So, Kenny Pickett, I like him. He's a gamer, athletic. He's good fit for that offense there with Ron Rivera and Scott Turner. No more Taylor Heineke. They can't go in that direction. Heineke showed his... Uh, Ceiling is pretty low here, so they got to think about that in this direction. So, can you pick it what I like? He's got some moxie, some attitude, a little bit of Joe Burrow in him. They're uh, kind of fearless, and 
He's going to get the ball downfield. He's got some personality. I think they need that type of guy in Washington. He can play, of course. He can throw the ball downfield well. He can move around. Good weapons there, at least with uh, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and uh, Logan Thomas. So quarterback in Washington has some potential for some fantasy football appeal there. As uh, Heineke was a valuable streamer at times this season. Next up is the Minnesota Vikings, and the new man on the Minnesota Vikings I have is Devin Lloyd, a linebacker from Utah. They need some help here. Mike Zimmer's gone. They got to uh, change it up here without Zimmer. They got to get some help. Anthony Barr, Nick Vigil, two guys that are free agents. Lloyd can make a lot of plays all over the field. They need that type of players. Again, another IDP alert with Kyle Hamilton can rack up the tackles and numbers here for you. Devin Lloyd, where he goes in the NFL. 13, we need a receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Chris Olave would be convenient. He's a wide receiver from Ohio State right there in Columbus. They really need a number one outside receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. is gone. Jarvis Landry's okay, but he's old and he's a slot receiver. You need a number one who can line up all over the field, help Baker Mayfield. If you're going to stick with Baker Mayfield, give him a long-term contract. You cannot have him go in the season without a bona fide number one perimeter receiver. Chris Olave fits the bill. Great speed, quickness, burst. He's one of those guys that uh, could be this year's Jamar Chase. It would not surprise me. Olave just made a lot of big plays in college the way that Chase did at LSU. 14, the Baltimore Ravens might think a little bit about offense, but they've used a lot of picks. We know the first round of wide receivers, including Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. So you'd think they would go for defense here. Kair Elam, he's a corner from Florida. They need some space back there. They were pretty bad pass defense in the end, so that will change their outlook a little bit. Marcus Peters was on the shelf with Jimmy Smith at times, and it just got pretty bad in that secondary at the end. So the Ravens need some secondary help to help them in that division, especially with Joe Burrow lighting it up for the Bengals. 15, this is uh, one of uh, the Eagles' picks here. We'll kind of push these together. DeMarvin Leal of Texas A&M, 6'4", 290, defensive tackle that can also line up at the end on the outside. Derek Barnett's going to be a free agent. They need to stack up something behind Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. So DeMarvin Leal is a good pick there because they also have pick number 16. So they can go defense back-to-back here, address the inside and the outside here. David Ojabo, he's the edge rusher the other edge rusher from Michigan, opposite Aiden Hutchinson. This is the pick that the Eagles acquired from the Colts in the Carson Wentz deal. So this Eagles defense was pretty valuable in fantasy and better matchups this year. So you get Leal and Ajabo in that mix. It's going to be a pretty dangerous unit, especially a big play Slay can give them a little bit more. They had a good corner black play from him and Avante Maddox. So a lot of things to like about this Eagles defense, especially if they get deeper with more playmakers going forward. At number 17 is the Los Angeles Chargers. They finished 9-8. and eight. Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia, 6'6", 340. This dude was a beast in the national title run for the Bulldogs. He controlled things in the middle field. We know how atrocious the Chargers' run defense is. And you got players on the back end there with uh, Derwin James and Michael Davis. Then you have uh, Joey Bosa running the... Pass rush there from the second level as an outside linebacker, but you need to get beefier up front. Jordan Davis is the guy there, and potential of being an Aaron Donald for Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley did coach the Rams and Donald before he got to the situation with the Chargers. Number 18, the New Orleans Saints, they need a wide receiver. We don't know what's going to happen with Michael Thomas, but this team badly needs a wide receiver. Marquez Callaway cannot be their number one. He should be a complimentary number two with big playability. Traquan Smith has flashed a little bit, but not enough here for the Saints to say he's a guy we trust. So Thomas and the Saints could be headed for a breakup. I love Jameis Williams, Williams of Alabama. I know he tore an ACL, but 
that's the concern. But maybe you try to patch things up with Michael Thomas, get Williams as a modified number two, like Callaway. A lot of questions the Saints have to answer, including is Sean Payne returning? He's thinking about taking a mini-retirement. There's rumors about that. Will they change their quarterback? Are they happy with Taysom Hill? Do they want to give Jameis Winston a longer look? So a lot of things that the Saints need to sort out here as they go in the offseason. Now we get into the teams that are in the playoffs. So the first 18 picks are the non-playoff teams and their picks, uh, whether they're their own or handed to another team. 19 is the Eagles' actual pick here. So guess what? I have them going defense again. So you get DeMarvin Leal for the inside, outside, a little bit of versatility there for the pass rush. You have David Ajabo, Andrew Booth Jr. of Clemson. Now Darius Slay is getting a little bit older. Maddox is okay, but I think he can play the slot as well if they need. So Booth would give them an extra playmaker. Slay is getting a little bit older. He can slow down at any point. Booth had a little bit of Slay qualities here for the Eagles at number 19. The last pick we'll break down here. This is a tough decision here for the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger about to retire officially here soon. I have him taking Charles Cross. I think Charles Cross could go a little bit higher in this draft. I think that could develop based on the team needs and, and how things shake out, who gets a quarterback for some of these teams, including the Panthers there and uh, Washington for sure. But Charles Cross, you got to love this guy to Mississippi State, 6'5", 310. You can land him at the left side. The Steelers need offensive line help badly, though. So they might go in a different direction at quarterback, maybe Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they make those blockbusters or Jimmy Garoppolo play the bridge approach and wait until next year or they trade up to get Kenny Pickett. If they don't do any of those things and stay here, Charles Cross would be an excellent value if he's still on the board here from Mississippi State. All right, so there's our look at picks 11 through 20 in my mock draft and the fantasy football implications of those. We'll get through 21 through 32 in our final segment here. Hey, fantasy football fans, this is Vinny Iyer of Lockdown Fantasy Football, the incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN there to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more in your first fill up. Cash back all to you. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more in your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or need gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back in your first tank. That's the promo code TOUCHDOWN there, only at GetUpside to uh, put a little bit change in your pocket while you're putting gas in your Tank. All right, it is uh, time to close the show here and look at the last few picks in my mock draft. Yeah, a little bit of a change up here, but I think it's good to look a little bit ahead there. We are going to stay with you all throughout the offseason here. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Again, we'll go through it all. I mean, we'll have free agency, the draft. These are important developmental things as we head towards figuring out uh, our best fantasy football choices and decisions here for 2022. The Patriots' defense was one of the biggest fantasy football assets in 2021. They need some help, though. Dante Hightower is getting old. I love Nick Kobe Dean. So we just had his uh, teammate from Georgia, the defensive tackle Jordan Davis, go to the Chargers. Nick Kobe Dean, 6'0", 225, a little smaller but versatile. Can play the run, can drop into coverage, can play any scheme. Bill Belichick made player here. And coming out of that scheme, remember Kirby Smart, an extension of Nick Saban in Alabama is the former 
Crimson Tide defensive coordinator. So there's all these parallels and continuity and the Patriots like Saban system type players. So Nakobe Dean would qualify here and they can move on from Hightower getting old, 32, has a lot of injuries there. So Nakobe Dean, again, another guy to watch out on the IDP radar here in fantasy football wherever he lands. Number 22 is the Las Vegas Raiders. Garrett Wilson of Ohio State, and they have another great wide receiver here. Good technical receiver. They need one of those type of players. They love Hunter Renfro. They love Darren Waller. They need one more reliable target. Unfortunately, very ugly incident with Henry Ruggs III. He's no longer there as a first-round pick. Probably not going to play for a while in the NFL, if at all. Very limited career, so he's already gone bust. Garrett Wilson, they have to go dive back in to get a wide receiver here. Antonio Brown, that situation to work. Yeah, between Brown and Ruggs, just some disasters for the Raiders. At least they have Renfro and Waller. They do like Zay Jones. They like Brian Edwards. But Garrett Wilson would be a really good pick here at number 22. Good complimentary receiver to Renfro. And he could end up as a number one that you can trust all of the field, uh, much like his teammate Chris Olave at Ohio State. The Arizona Cardinals need some cornerback help. They were okay with uh, Robert Alford and uh, Brian Murphy. But they got to get a little bit better there. Ahmad Gardner of Cincinnati, 6'3", 200 pounds. So good defensive asset there that the Cardinals can look at. They'll think about offense, too. Could mean some offensive line. They could need a wide receiver as well with A.J. Green and Christian Kirk being free agents. And some question marks about the running back. So a lot of things could uh, tilt the Cardinals towards offense. But right now I have them taking a corner from Cincinnati, Ahmad Gardner. For the Dallas Cowboys, I have them going in the direction of Defensive line. I think they did their best, but you got Carlos Watkins and Randy Gregory are going into free agent. These are two of their starters. They use a line rotation there for Dan Quinn. I love the way Trayvon Walker played. We saw Davis and Dean control that defense for the Dogs, but, man, Walker was also key. So, yeah, championship defense, a team that was built on defense, you want that. I like the versatility. He can play end or tackle, can get to the quarterback inside or outside. There for Dan Quinn, we assume he's going to stay as the off defensive coordinator for now. He could go and get a head coaching job again after his run with the Falcons, so we'll watch that. But Trayvon Walker, weak addition. I think they're weaker against a run than that was on paper here and need someone to disrupt up front. They already have the big-time playmakers on the back end with Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. Walker can be the disruptor up front to help Demarcus Lawrence. Number 25 pick is Trent McDuffie. He's a cornerback from Washington. The Bills need some help at corner. Drew Davis White coming off an ACL here. And uh, Levi Wallace uh, having some issues. So they definitely got burned and the corners didn't play. I like Tyron Johnson in the slot, but Trent McDuffie of Washington would be good. 5'11", 195 there. Good player for the scheme of uh, Sean McDermott. And if he stays there, Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator. Number 26 is a change-up for you. It's uh, Desmond Ritter. And we're not kidding here. To the Titans... 6'4", 215 is Desmond Ritter. Good, versatile player. Had a lot of experience starting there for Cincinnati. Leader, winner, athletic, dual threat, all those type of things. Good fit, I think, for the Titans offense. they got to think about it. Ryan Tannehill is one more legitimate year on the deal where they have to play him. But after that, they might reconsider Tannehill getting a little older. He's going to be 34, 35 here soon. And we know that's not Tom Brady level of uh, worrying about age, but Tannehill is not like a frontline type guy. He's done as much as he could here. I think playing off the run, he's played very well. Play action, deep pass, but the playoffs have been a disappointment with Tannehill. They're at the helm. They need a little bit more upside than somebody who can uh, take them places and help their kind of passing game come to life. So they're a little bit uh, not as Derrick Henry dependent. So Desmond Ritter is going to get consideration here, I think, for the Titans there, 26 from their GM, John Robinson. 
All right, let's get into two teams that we thought were still going to be playing here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Green Bay Packers. I think these team needs these team needs wide receivers. So let's uh, start at uh, the Bucks. I mean, Antonio Brown's no there. Chris Godwin's a free agent coming off an ACL. Where do they go with Mike Evans? Uh, I think they need a big play threat regardless because Godwin is a sl- slot threat. They're not going to go with like Brashad Perryman and Scotty Miller and, and Tyler Johnson and those type of receivers. Tyler Johnson's still going to be special and he could be a guy that they could think about replacing Godwin in the slot if they can't re-sign him, especially Brady leaves. That might uh, influence Godwin to hang it up. But Jahan Dotson, I like that pick up from Penn State. 5'11", 184. Good field stretcher, very vertical with his routes. Uh, Tom Brady could use some big playability without Brown. Miller was only limited in that capacity. So, like him, John Dotson is a name that you'll hear more about here as we go forward, but absolutely can fly a little bit of Tyreek Hill in him on the field. Green Bay Packers are next at uh, 28th, so this is the last team, eliminated team, that's uh, picking. So they won't be picking last. We thought they would be as the Super Bowl champs, but they're going to settle here for another playoff disappointment. And Traylon Burks of Arkansas. We'll see about Devontae Adams. Does he leave based on what Aaron Rodgers decides? Will he accept the franchise tag? Will they tag and trade him? There's so many ways you can look at it here, but he needs another receiver. And their outside receivers are gone. I think what you'll see is Alan Lazard replace Randall Cobb regularly in the slot, but you need that number two outside. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Equinemius St. Brown, all these long-name receivers are, have not been consistent there. You need a bigger receiver there to play off Adams. Traylon Burks of Arkansas. So I could see Dotson going higher. I could see Burks going higher. But in this stage of the pre-draft process, that's where we're looking at those two. All right, let's go to the Cincinnati Bengals. They're still alive in the playoffs. Right now they would pick 29th. That assumes they're going to lose the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, but we have to go with that because the Chiefs are the highest seed here, but they could still get this player at 32 if the Bengals do go all the way. Nicholas Petit Frere means little brother in French. He's not a little brother. The Cincinnati Bengals are not a little brother in their division anymore. They're the big brother right now. Joe Burrow needs pass protection, though. They got Jonah Williams. They like him a little bit. They have some other options, but uh, the right side with Hakeem Adenogy, I think he belongs at right guard. They have Isaiah Prince there at right tackle. Got upgraded the tackles to better pass protect. Joe Burrow, stay in state, go to Columbus. Guy uh, tied to Burrow there from Ohio State. Good strength and the speed, and he can also help uh, Joe Mixon as well. All right, we go to the Miami Dolphins at number 30. Now, they need some help here with the Tua Tagovailoa. Look, there was a lot they got out of uh, Jalen Waddle. He had a nice rookie year for sure, but Devontae Parker, not reliable to stay healthy. Preston Williams is a free agent. They're going to get gutted there at this position. Mike Gusecki, they're not so sold on him. So, again, 6'5", 210 is Drake London, the wide receiver from USC. He's got a lot of appeal from his potential there. Parker will turn 29 here. London has good catch radius, good uh, red zone threat, and kind of a Mike Evans type. I mean, you look at his body, you see a little bit of that. So that would be great for the Dolphins and Tua, upgrading his value, upgrading Waddle's value, and giving good standalone there for London if that's the case. So London to Miami to Detroit now at 31 overall. Why are they picking 31 overall on top of being number two? Yeah, that's funny. They would have the second pick and the second to last pick in the draft right now if things hold here. Rams and Chiefs. This is a pick they got from the Rams for the Stafford deal. Sam Howell. 
there is definitely going to come into play for the Lions if they can go defense with the best player available there with Aiden Hutchinson or uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Come back here, get a quarterback. We'll see if uh, Howell's worthy. But I, I like Howell. I think he didn't get to maximize what he could do in North Carolina. A lot of uh, pro styles there that it's really surprising to see him and Spencer Rattler fall off. But Howell didn't fall off quite as much. He kind of rallied late in the season to show what he can do in the NFL. So really like here. Potential of Sam Howell. So, Lions right now, I think they have to go in that direction. I don't think they can go another year with Jared Goff. And then uh, looking at Tim Doyle and some of the other guys they have. Uh, they didn't really want to even play David Blau. So, I think they have to get that young franchise guy. Give it a shot here, especially with two picks in the draft. Finally, we go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chavarius Ward, we saw him get hurt. Mike Hughes got burned badly against the Bills. They need some help on the back end. Legereus Sneed, I think, is a good player here. So good to see here with the Chiefs potentially uh, getting a nice value here. Roger McCreary, cornerback of Auburn, I think he could go a little bit earlier. But 6-0-190, a lot of big corners here. And again, teams are going to go after these guys to try to contain these uh, better players for sure. So I I like Roger McCreary going to the Chiefs right now. I would say we like Chiefs and the Rams in the Super Bowl, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the 49ers, Bengals Super Bowl either. And uh, hint, hint, that could be something foreshadowing here our matchup shows on Wednesday and Thursday. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We will break down the AFC Championship game first for you between the Chiefs and Bengals there. That's on Sunday afternoon, and the nightcap will be the Rams and 49ers. So we'll break that game down in entirety for you Thursday. And then we'll come back and look at DFS there if we're playing the whole Sunday slate or individual games. We'll break those three elements down for you on Lineup Friday to close this week. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for your gamble needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and we'll see you as we start breaking down the games of the ultimate weekend here, championship games in the NFL.